Let me tell you about Built Bar. <laughs> Better than a candy bar. Better than a candy bar. Rich with flavor, covered in real chocolate, yet amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat. They're high in protein, so they're delicious and healthy. Well, you have the raspberry, the raspberry chocolate, the uh, the orange chocolate, the mint brownie, the cherry, the double chocolate cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. I mean, they are really good, especially at times of high stress with lots of cookies and other treats around. Do yourself a favor. Get something healthy and delicious. It's Built Bar. Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order. Use again the promo code BEC15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what happened with Trump. There was some news made uh, from the history tour. Um, Trump uh, on reparations and China, uh, the world leaders, and what was offered for January 6th. That's all coming up in just a second. with uh, President Trump Friday and Saturday uh, and I've got a lot to share with you but I want to start on Saturday first. Saturday afternoon uh, I was with Bill O'Reilly and President Trump at Bill's History Tour which I think had two stops this weekend has a couple of other stops now in, uh, in Texas it is well worth your time seeing. It's not a rally it is a serious sit-down with President Trump, and uh, we have Bill O'Reilly here to talk about a few of the things that happened, the news that was broken. We have the audio on President Trump. I think one of the more interesting things is how Speaker Pelosi turned down Trump's request for 10,000 National Guard troops for January 6th. We'll tell you about that in 60 seconds. Program. You want to create some valuable breathing room in your budget, pay less for your home, and possibly save up to $1,000 a month. Now is the time to refinance your mortgage. You have the benefit now of extremely low mortgage rates and the incentive of an economy that has gone insane and may not stabilize for quite some time. Take a look at your loan. What's the interest rate that you're running into? If you're paying higher than 3%, it's time to get uh, a lower interest rate. And you can do that by placing a call to American Financing. Imagine how much you could free up not having to pay such a high rate. Imagine what skipping a mortgage payment or two over the next couple of months could do. And if you take your high interest credit cards and you roll them into your mortgage, you could save up to $1,000 every single month. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 
Oh my gosh. How are you? I will tell you, uh, I was in town last night. I did an interview with the uh, president, uh, and he is in a very good mood. You're going to enjoy tonight. I got here last night, and Bill O'Reilly invited me to have dinner uh, with him and some friends, and I uh, then got an invitation to have dinner with the president and Melania, and so I felt bad the whole time thinking of Bill at that Applebee's all by himself. I'm not going to uh, waste any time. This is the show everybody has been waiting for. This is the show that President Biden said, Adumbalum shoe, parrot, popsicle. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, wait a minute. This is no joke. I would verify this is on Bill O'Reilly stationery. He asked me to say this. Here, Glenn, please say, as you know, Bill is a humble guy. No, ask him, seriously, he will tell you his best trait is his humility. And that is saying something. So, introduction is short. He is the most successful cable news anchor of all time and the best-selling non-fiction book author of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... I can't read the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill O'Reilly. And we welcome Bill to the program today. Hello, Bill. How are you? Yeah, I was stunned the crowd liked you. <laughs> I was equally as stunned that they liked you. By the way, yeah, thank well, you I for... was trying to get you in there so I wouldn't look so bad. Right. I, <laughs> I, I want to thank you for the hospitality. Can we throw up, if you're watching on The Blaze, throw up the picture of me outside of the venue for about 20 minutes in the heat. Just wait. Do we have that? Do we don't have that? There we <laughs> there go. There is. I am. And I don't know if we have the picture of me in this luxurious dressing room. Um, it was the Panthers, uh, uh, you know, NHL team, NHL team. What do you call those locker rooms? Mm -hmm. Uh, there was, there was, there wasn't even a water in there for me, (laughs) but I appreciate it. It was, it was a great way to, you know, show me what was important and who was important. We want to keep you humble back. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I want to play a couple of clips, uh, because I, I think there, there was some news made, uh, and when you first came out, you said that, you know, this is not a rally. Uh, this right. is to put things on the record. Uh, and there's a there's a couple of things. Let's play cut three here. Here's Nancy Pelosi, January 6th. I knew how large this was going to be because everyone I knew was saying, oh, we're going to be there on the 6th. We're going to be no matter where you went. I said, I think this is going to be really big. And I asked the secretary of defense. I said, I think you should recommend to Nancy Pelosi and to Congress, because they're the ones that control it, I would like to recommend 10,000 National Guardsmen to go and to police here, just in case. I mean, it's a massive rally. This could be over a million people. And by the way, I think it was substantially over a million people. You never hear that, but I think it was substantially. Did the DOD uh, go to Pelosi? Yeah, he did. And they... 
they turned uh, Chris Miller, who was a great guy and did a great job. He went to them. He made I didn't do it as an order. I did it as a suggestion, because remember, they run the police. Uh, right. Pelosi, In the district. Pelosi and Schumer run that whole so operation. So so a lot of people don't know this. They don't like to report it. So they went there. They recommended that I had that I said only because I knew the size of this crowd was going to be enormous. What you see there was, again, a very small number of people relative to the people that heard the speeches and went home. And I said 10,000 people. And Nancy Pelosi turned it down. Did you ever ask her why? Did you ever find out? No, I didn't ask her why. Well, next time I talk to her, I'll ask her. It'll be a good thing next time you talk to her. Ask her. Anybody want to ask her why? Um, But you don't hear that. I mean, I'll bet you most of the people in this audience have never heard that before. So I recommended 10, but I said, do whatever they want. They're running the Capitol. They know what they're doing. And the Capitol Police knew about it, and she knew about it. And they turned it down because they said it didn't look good. Okay, so Bill, this answers yeah. one of one of the questions: Where was the National Guard? Uh, and the second the second question is: Why did it take so long to get anybody anybody out there? They knew you know, it, in it's advance. even worse than that because you have this uh, committee in uh, the House um, investigating President Trump for instigating right the attack on the Capitol. So now he goes on the record and says, two days before, I wanted 10,000 guard in D.C., not only at the Capitol, but other government offices. And uh, the Pelosi would no. Now, the Washington Post has disputed that, but it looks like um, Donald Trump did exactly what he said he, he did. And, you know, you can't trust the hate Trump media at all. But this is a this just um, basically knocks out that House committee. The whole premise goes down the drain. And that was, you know, one of my goals was to get on the record um, a bunch of stuff that has never been reported to the American people. And we succeeded in doing that, but it, it wasn't an easy slog. You have another clip you want to run because I have two points I want to make, but uh, I don't want to interrupt the flow. Yeah, so let me just give you, uh, let me give you one more. Here's Trump on China and reparations. Listen to this. Do you think the Chinese government had anything to do with that virus? Well, I think this, I think they have to pay a price for the damage they caused to the world. I do think that. What price would that be? It's got to be a price. And by the way, they create a lot of money. I don't know that they have a lot of money, but they certainly Mm. create a lot of money. Nobody has the money that we're talking. We're talking about probably 50 or 60 trillion dollars. They don't have that money. Nobody has that money. Nobody will ever have that money. The damage and the death that has been caused. So a lot of people ask me that question. I personally don't think so, but I'll tell you what they did do very badly. They didn't let the world know about it. Right. They didn't tell people to keep up your guard. They guarded China. You couldn't get out of Wuhan or you couldn't get out of the Wuhan province. They covered it up. The province. Well, no, you couldn't get into China, but you could get into Europe and you could get into the U.S. You could get it all over the world, but they wouldn't let you. So that's a thing that they're going to have to explain. And if we had the right people, they would be explaining. But they should. We talk about reparations. 
They should pay reparations for the damage. But they'll never do that. All right. Bill, go ahead. Yes. Well, I mean, you basically have a, uh, a situation here where you have a sitting president uh, coming in and answering very serious questions. And my task, and, and I know you saw this, is some of the people in the audience, and the audience was huge, and I want to get to that um, in, a, in a moment, they thought they were at a rally. So I actually scolded them. I had to scold them. I was stern. I said, wait a minute. This is the president of the United States. Uh, we're getting information we don't know. And, and you're going, oh, no, no, don't do that. This is a very serious thing. Now, I, I did get it under control. Um, and in and the next night in Orlando, it wasn't that way. But because there are eleven thousand in the building in Fort Lauderdale, yeah, um, it's hard. You know, there were there were people who couldn't grasp the concept that this was one of the only times that Donald Trump had been asked serious questions about the world and the country because the corrupt media didn't want to hear any of this and still doesn't. As- and that brings me to Newsweek. All right. So Newsweek, one of the most corrupt. Uh, pieces of garbage in the country runs a piece that says oh there were all these empty seats and you know and then it's immediately picked up by the daily beast Huffington post all of this crap all right here's here's the timeline Thirty thousand people have bought tickets to these four shows and the texas shows on saturday and sunday houston dallas are still selling Thirty thousand people in the middle of a pandemic the show in Lauderdale grossed $2 million. And Newsweek puts out this garbage, this lie on purpose to denigrate the show. And it gets picked up and distributed. Well, here, is here is a, here's, the thing that, here's the thing that I thought of, Bill, as I was leaving. Oh. Before I heard any of that this morning, uh, when I was leaving the venue, I looked at my staff and said, name another president from either party. That could have sold at a hundred dollars a pop an interview with him uh, and sold that many tickets. I mean, I, I there's, there's no one in the world. No one could have done it. No one in the middle of a pandemic. Now, that's listen. There were people absolutely wanted to see the program, the show, but were afraid to go particularly elderly people. All right. And I know that to be true, but we are. It, it, this is probably the most successful political show of all time in the history. It of really. The it, it probably is. Uh, I mean, I, I saw the. I saw the Rolling oh Stones at the at the Cotton Bowl here a couple of weeks ago, and there were a lot of unsold seats uh, there as well. But this was a good sized crowd. Let me ask you this: the um, the problem with the tickets, because this is what I heard that somebody had hacked in and made some of the tickets look like fraudulent. And so that caused some of the delay. People had to go to the will call. Was there, was there anything nefarious that was going on with that? I didn't, I didn't hear any of that, uh, at all. The secret service had, you know, obviously when you've got that many people coming in, it, it slowed it down as far as people getting into the arena. 
Uh, and then there was you standing out there, and yeah, that I know, caused a riot, yeah, and, and people I, wanted to get your autograph. All by myself. Whatever. All by okay. myself, kicking rocks in the parking lot, asking myself, <laughs> why the hell did I agree to do this for Bill? I just don't get it. Hey, you were a big hit, Beck. Yeah, that was right. good for you. Thanks a lot, Bill. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for uh, helping us out, and we'll talk again later this week, I hope. You got it. Uh, In Houston at the Toyota Center, tickets are still available at toyotacenter.com, and uh, that is on the 18th, 19th in Dallas at the American Airlines Center, uh, ticketmaster.com. I will tell you this. um, Donald Trump is in a really good place right now. Uh, I worried about that uh because he wasn't in a really good place uh, just a few months ago if you remember at the beginning of the year not a good place uh and he's in a really good place and i'm going to share some of the things that i learned from him in our interview i did a sit down with him about the future uh and that is going to air in january but i want to play a couple of cuts uh from that coming up in just a little while First, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. These are books that are an absolute must if you are a parent or a grandparent. If you care about the country, you need to read these with your kids. Tuttle Twins books. Um, They have toddlers and children's books that explore the principles of freedom using stories and pictures. They have great stories that help teenagers. Um, Even you will learn a lot. I learned a lot. Uh, They have a free market curriculum with lessons that explore how free markets work so your kids understand supply, demand, inflation, and how government intervention affects an economy. They have the principles of liberty, things that our founders knew that our kids don't know and most of us probably don't even know. I urge you to get these books for your kids and your grandkids. They, They are going to be the ones that will be life or death for the republic. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You'll get 40% off right now. The workbooks are free. Give them to your kids and your country. The gift of liberty. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So we know Bill made some news with his interview uh, with the president on stage, you conducted an interview at Mar-a-Lago as well, which is coming out on a podcast in January, right Mm -hmm. after the new year, kind Mm -hmm. of getting the new year started. One of your focuses going in was how do you keep this looking only to the future? Were you able to actually get him to talk about the future? Yeah, he was really, yeah, he was really, really, um, he was right on. I said to him right before, I said, Mr. President, I, this one is going to be airing in January, so I want to look forward, not backward. And he said, okay. And uh, I said, I'm going to just talk about the economy and everything that's going on, uh, so whenever you're ready. And he said, I'm ready now. And we sat down and did the interview, and he was he was on it. I mean, he was throwing numbers out, you know, about how much we spend per kid and what China was doing and what Russia is doing and the supply chain. That guy is on it. He's on it. He is crystal clear. He, I honestly, looking at him and being around him, I feel older than he does. I mean, I don't know what it is in his, gen, in his genes, but that guy is on top of it, on top of it. 
Did you ask him if he... I, I, I almost want to say, did you ask him off the air? Because he's not going to answer it on the air. But did you talk to him at all about running? And what do you, do you think he's running? So I haven't listened back to it yet. But uh, my producer that was there making notes... Uh, I saw her eyes go wide at one point. We got off and she said, I can't believe you didn't follow up on that. And I said, what? And she said, he basically told you he was running. Mm. And uh, I, I didn't, I don't know why, but I didn't hear that. Um, but he, he went with the premise the whole time. I right. just said, let's just assume. Uh-huh. So what would you do? And he never, he never said, now remember, I'm not running or, you know, what usually yeah, the happens. Typical disclaimer stuff. Yeah, he put mm. no disclaimers in there. And we talked about the economy. We talked about um, the dangers that are ahead. Uh, Putin, in fact, I think we're going to play what he said about Putin uh, and, uh, and Joe Biden because it's, it's, uh, it's significant. It's significant. Did he use the word transitory at any point? No, he didn't. No, okay. no he didn't. What, what was, what was Awful, his? Awful. Yeah, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, shameful. Mm-hmm. Intentional. Mm. Um, uh, going to get harder and harder to fix. Uh, but I fixed it before. I guess I'll have to fix it again. Well, t- the intentional part of that is interesting. So they did he because there's a certainly a, I think a conflict between the idea that maybe Joe Biden's just really bad at this job. Yeah. Or is it that he Joe Biden is intentionally look, bad at this job? He said you can't look at all of the things that have happened and uh, and not seriously think this has got to be intentional he's like everything that the man does is is not in our favor uh, you can't just you can't flip a coin and be wrong that many times in a row basically correct. yeah okay. correct uh it, it was uh it was fascinating i, I also go- asked him mm-hmm. will you abolish the department of ed will you go in and clean house top to bottom state department CIA, NS, uh, NSC, all of these things. Uh, I named like about eight cabinet uh, positions and said, fire, would you fire everyone top to bottom? Uh, wait till you hear that answer. <laughs> wait till you hear that answer. And you had dinner with the oh, president. Oh, I have to tell you about dinner. Yeah. Melania is first time I've ever met Melania. She is more gracious and more beautiful in person uh, than you than you think. She uh, mm. wait until you hear an answer. Well, Ricky, our producer, was trying to get her to say something mean, <laughs> <laughs> and she just wouldn't do it. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right, let me tell you about Built Bars. Built.com. They say you can't take it with you, but I, you know, while I think that's probably true, uh, you know, there's no, uh, there's not a U-Haul behind a hearse that I've ever seen. Although I might insist on one of those for my funeral, uh, just in case I like to, you know, have built bars on me at all times. Maybe I can have a snack uh, on the way to that big radio station in the sky someday. Uh, built, built.com. Every time you bite into a built bar, You'll feel like you died and went to heaven. It is great. They're candy bars, but they are healthy for you. 100% real chocolate. Also made high in protein and fiber, low in fat, low in carbs. You can get them because, uh, I mean, once you have one, 
you will realize what I'm saying. I'm not making up. It tastes like a candy bar. It's the it's the closest thing that you'll ever find to something that you really, really like and is supposed to be bad for you that's really, really good for you and low in calories. It's Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off now. Built.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So I was uh, fortunate enough to sit with the president for about an hour for a special that is going to air on Saturday. I'm going to play a couple of clips here for you uh, in a second. Uh, but it'll it'll air uh, next January, right at the beginning of the year. Um, but I was at uh, Mar-a-Lago, and Mar-a-Lago is this incredible. It is it's the second largest mansion in Florida. It was built in the 1920s. I think it took them from 23 to 27 to build. It was built by E. F. Hutton and um, uh, Marjorie Merriweather Post from the Post. Uh, money, you know, the, the serial people. Uh, and they couldn't afford the upkeep by 1975. And it is Mar-a-Lago means, I think, from river to sea or from ocean to I don't know. But it uh, it basically sits and goes across all of West Palm. So it's on the Gulf side and the ocean side the other way. And uh, typical Donald Trump. Typical Donald Trump. They couldn't afford it anymore, so they gave it to the state of Florida, the Merriweather Post people, gave it to the state of Florida and said, you should fix this up, and it could be the winter White House. And uh, so the state of Florida took it, made it a historic site, and then couldn't afford to, couldn't afford to do anything. So uh, Post, uh, they, uh, Congress, I think, in 1980, took it uh, and said, we don't want this. We don't want this. Florida said, we don't want this. It's too expensive. And so they gave it back to the Post family. And so they put it up for sale for, I think, $20 million. Donald Trump offers 15. This is so Donald Trump. Offers 15 million for it. Uh, and when they said, no, are you crazy? It's worth more than that. He bought the property just adjoining on the the ocean side and said well I'm, okay well i'm going to build my house right here and it'll obstruct your view and because they everybody believed him he got it for 10 million is that not donald trump wow he is a genius at neg- cutthroat but a genius at negotiation a genius <laughs> Um, I asked him, I said, so you got it for 10 million. He sold the furniture, which raised $10 million. So he paid for it immediately. Um, and then he was going to make it into a private house. Uh, and he lived in it for about, uh, I don't even know, eight years, maybe. Uh, then when he hit hard times, he wanted to make it into a hotel. It's a national historic site. They couldn't do that. So he made it into a, uh, a, uh, uh, croquet club. Hmm. <laughs> And you can now go and stay there and have dinner, et cetera, et cetera, if you're part of the club. Let me just give you the stats on this thing. It is, by the way, Mar-a-Lago means sea to lake. That's what it is. Um, it has 58 bedrooms, uh, 33 bathrooms, a 29-foot-long uh, marble-top dining table, 12 fire- fireplaces, and three bomb shelters. 
Just the three. Just the three. Mm. It is. It's spectacular. I asked him if I could come back and do a documentary on Mar-a-Lago because it is beautiful. The way he has redone it, it's stunning. I mean, it's it's better than the breakers. Uh, the breakers is held by the United States government and it's dusty and musty and the, the Mar-a-Lago is pristine and it's it's remarkable. So anyway, we were there and we were in this um, this little place that must have been like the children's theater or a place back in the 20s where, you know, somebody would come to sing or play the piano. It had a little teeny stage in it and could probably fit about 30 people sitting down. And uh, we were in that room. And we started to talk. And I, I'm going to play a couple of cuts here for you. This is from the special that will air uh, next January. Here is cut one when we were talking about Russia, Putin, and Biden. The, one of the first things that Joe Biden did was to stop the Keystone uh, pipeline yeah. and then say to Russia, you can build your yeah. pipeline. Yeah. That's something that Reagan Forever, we've been saying, don't do that. Poland begged him. Ukraine begged him, don't do that. You had- I stopped it. You had stopped it. It was done. Correct. If, if you would have done that, people would have said, see uh, there, he's in he's bed. He's friends with Putin, friends he with loves Putin. Putin. You know, it's like crazy. I watched, this is being taped in, uh, what is it, November or December, um, and it would be airing in January but I think it was this week, I watched Putin look at Joe Biden. I didn't see respect or fear uh, from him, a fear of the United States or respect for the United States. True. Um, it, it, you know Putin, you know how he thinks, you know how to deal with him. Is he gonna move into Ukraine, do you think? Well, it's looking like that. Uh, you know, when Biden, told him about what well, he was talking about sanctions when Biden says sanctions Putin's saying sanctions if they're only going to sanction then there's no sanction that's going to stop me from taking over a country and by the way it's a massive piece of land right. in an unbelievable location right you know that but he didn't say there could be very serious consequence a sanction is not a serious consequence no matter how strong it is not when it comes to taking over a country Correct. And there was no fear. Let me play one more, uh, one more clip. He, he, do we have the China clip? Is that what we're going to play next? No, this is Fauci. Listen to what he said about Fauci. Before we leave, I know you're on a tight schedule. I think Melania no, was stop, one of the... No, stop, stop, stop. That's cut 14. Cut 13, please. Jackie, uh, I think when when this was coming out of China. It was perfectly reasonable to shut everything down yeah. because we didn't know. They were welding people into their homes in China. We had no idea and they weren't being open. And by us. the way, they weld them in and they never opened them. Right. That was the end of them. Mm. Fauci, I wanted to give, I wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt in those early yeah, days. I understand. We have done a ton of research. I did one of the biggest chalkboards I think I've ever done. Right. Um, they were using federal government money to do um, uh, Wuhan. Yeah, in Wuhan. I stopped it. I was the one that stopped well, it. You did, but I don't think Fauci uh, cared about that. Fauci's no. now claiming he's science. Did you ever? Did you ever? Would he still be working for you today? No, not now. But but he's a great promoter. 
he's not a great doctor, but he's a great promoter. <laughs> but you have to understand, everything he wanted, I didn't do. As an example, he wanted to keep it open to China. He ultimately was wrong about that and admitted it and admitted that I saved tens of thousands of lives. He wanted to keep it open. I saw what was happening in Italy and France mm -hmm. and Spain. Mm -hmm. And I closed it to Europe very early. You know, in China, it was January I closed it. And in Europe, it was shortly thereafter. We saved thousands and thousands of lives. He wanted to do that. And then his big one of them all is the masks are useless. They don't mean anything. And then all of a sudden, he wants you to wear 10 masks. You know, <laughs> wear as many as you can. Put right. them all over, cover your right. ears, do everything. So. I didn't really do much of what he said, and he wasn't a big factor for me, in a sense, because of that. Uh, it's an interesting interview, and a, uh, he's in a really uh, good place. And I think I understand him uh, even more. He, um, he feels a great deal of loyalty to the people who have supported him. I mean, the one thing I've learned about Donald Trump is loyalty is everything. That is probably the highest virtue to him. Uh, and it goes two ways, loyalty to him and loyalty to his friends. And he considers the people that voted for him friends. And I think that's what the press meets when he does rallies. It's like sitting down at a, you know, in some some guy's living room and watching TV together. And he's like, ah, you know what? You know, it was really crazy. I mean, he's he just relates to people and just talks to people like people. And and the press isn't used to that. Uh, and nor do they like that. He's not an elitist, which is really crazy because of all of the gold rooms that surround him. He seems like he could very easily be elitist, but he's not. Um, and so he's very confusing uh, if you're if you just want to put people in boxes. But he said he. Um, you know, he didn't make any announcements, but uh, when we talked about the. Um, the idea of him running again, he spoke about the. Uh, the people that he feels in a way were let down um, that, you know, he promised to uh, do certain things. He did them uh, and he can't let he can't let those people down. He's got to go in and correct these problems again. He didn't make any announcement at all that that I felt, um, but he spoke about the obligation that he feels from the people who support him that they love the country he loves the country you know these marxists that are in destroying everything uh and look at the state of the economy and he feels he's uniquely positioned to fix that and i i think he is i think he is we're gonna play one more cut before we go today um in about an hour uh with uh with melania she was a remarkable remarkable woman he invited us to dinner after i finished and he said to the whole crew and one of the guys was just wearing jeans and a t-shirt i think and uh he's like you guys want to have dinner and said oh, well it was either that or mcdonald's so 
either that or Bill O'Reilly at Applebee's. So we'll take that. And um, so we had dinner and met Melania for the first time. She is more gracious than you would expect. And you would expect her to be gracious. She's always seemed gracious. Um, but I found her to be remarkable. And we took something that she said two different ways. Ricky, who is our executive producer, who I think just wanted her to lash out just for her own satisfaction, you know, just for because Melania should lash out because she was treated like a dog by the press. Uh, And so Ricky wanted some some satisfaction of, yes, she saw it and she was pissed Um, and she wouldn't give it to her. Now. Ricky feels that it was kind of like, oh, well, why don't you have some sweet tea? Oh, well, bless your heart. And you know what that means. I don't think so. I think she was just completely sincere. Uh, Ricky said, what do you think of the, uh, new, the new Christmas decorations at the White House, which I personally think are atrocious, but who cares? Melania said, well, you know, the wonderful thing about uh, this country is we all can have different, uh, 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 different, uh, how would it, what was it, likes uh, or uh, opinions. We can all have different uh, opinions and different tastes, and it all works out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. And that's when Ricky was thinking, why, bless their heart. <laughs> yeah, bless their heart there in the Biden administration. Perfect night's sleep. What does it feel like? Well, I will tell you, uh, if you have my pillow and any of the other products he makes, you might feel it every single night. Mike is now offering his my pillows, the ones that started it all, that you just put your fists in both sides and you fluff it once and that's it for the rest of the night. No turning over, no trying to find a cool spot or anything like that. Lowest price yet on his my pillows. The standards are nineteen ninety eight, originally sixty nine ninety eight, fifty dollars in savings, and the king size pillow is only ten dollars more. Now you can get his money back trial, no questions asked. His guarantee, all your money back until March first of next year. That way you can get it now. You can give it to somebody. They can try it out. And they have till March to return it. Just click on the radio listener specials. You're going to find this amazing offer. But also offers on the Giza Dream Sheets, the mattress topper, the slippers, and so much more. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Scott, there's a new story uh, that came out today, and I, it sounds negative at first, and I okay. want to warn you. All right. Sounds negative. It at sounds first, negative at but first. But it's not going to end negative. We can turn this around, I think. All right, okay. Okay. All right, okay. Now, as you know, I'm a huge LeBron James fan. Oh, big you supporter love of him. him. Yeah. Really excited mm-hmm. uh, for all of his efforts. Um, there is a, so you, if you remember, the one thing that people say when you say LeBron James is a terrible human being <laughs> um, is they will mention he started a school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did kind of, and there's some details around that mm-hmm. we don't need to get into right mm-hmm. now. Let's just give him yeah, full credit sure. for the school today. Sure. Why? Well, the principal of the LeBron James I Promise School has resigned after slapping an 11 year old student in the face. Now, this sounds like a negative story, and I can understand how you might react that way. Sure. Uh, in fact, it was actually 
pretty bad. The busted lip and was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she eventually texted the mom. Mom not happy about the uh, whole situation. Shockingly. Um, however, the good thing about this story is when she when the kid was slapped by the principal of LeBron James's school, the kid was masked. And therefore, oh preventing the spread of oh COVID-19. Oh my gosh, that is great. Yes! That is great. That's really... So he made yeah. her bleed, made the kid yeah. bleed through the mask. Yeah. Uh, so, through the mask. I mean, because you hit someone with a cloth mask on their face, so yeah. you have to get it pretty hard to hard. get bleeding yeah. out of it. I mean, in all seriousness, it's a pretty disturbing story. and But not a shock from Le- Le- LeBron James all. school. Not, not really. At all. No. Now, do I have evidence that lebron james texted this particular principal and asked no. her to hit the but child but you don't absolutely mind speculation not. absolutely not i just want to say i don't have that evidence at yeah. this time all right i just want to i want to make sure people know you don't i yeah, don't have that, that evidence i don't i'm right. not i'm not claiming to have it right nor can i produce it right. at this time what i can produce is mm-hmm. uh, don't be a lebron.com you can get your uh, don't be an idiot don't be a lebron t-shirt that i can that promise you that's fantastic. there that's real but well you don't know that the other isn't real you just don't have the evidence i don't yet. have any evidence have on evidence. it whatsoever right. therefore can't produce it yeah uh, no. But uh, we'll least... keep lits- listening and watching for that. Still, well, thank you very much. You're Glenn. welcome. This is the Glenn Beck program.